WrestleMania 38 is officially behind us, and we saw WWE move forward this week with Cody Rhodes' promo mission-defining statement of becoming the WWE champion someday. Roman Reigns announced his next step for the bloodline, that is unifying the tag team titles. I love that. Gunther makes his debut on the main roster, and Ronda Rousey challenges Charlotte to an I Quit match. All of that and so much more right after this. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. Everybody, thank you for joining me. And listen, we are now in WrestleMania hangover season. It is now that time of the year where all the buildup, all the anticipation, the event itself, which I thought was very good in general, is now behind us. And we are looking forward to spring and summer as really the next destination, big destination, is SummerSlam. And yes, of course, we have WrestleMania Backlash, which is coming to you on May 8th, about a month from now. But really, we're looking forward to SummerSlam, which can have WrestleMania implications, as we saw this year with two of the matches off the top of my head of Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair as Becky returned at SummerSlam and as we all know, that led right to WrestleMania. And Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, that led right to WrestleMania that we were all hoping wouldn't and did. <laughs> and then we got a very underwhelming match for the quote-unquote main event of WrestleMania. And it's amazing when you think about this. Brock Lesnar lost every time he faced Roman Reigns. He was brought in to lose to Roman Reigns. That's it. I know he won the WWE Championship and that that fatal five-way, whatever the hell it was. And then he beat Austin Theory in the uh, main event of the Madison Square Garden event right before WrestleMania that we saw like 800 times. I mean, I think we saw that piece of footage more than we saw the actual replays on actual televised TV. But my point is that Roman Reigns was... Uh, I mean, this has been this has been an, an enormous run by him. And we'll, we'll get into that. And what we think could happen down the line, I know that Shinsuke Nakamura seems to be the next victim that if anyone believes he could beat Roman, you are kidding yourself. I mean, there's just no way. As fun as that could be, it, it, it ain't going to happen. So, uh, But hey, I, I'm, I'm here for the feud. I'm interested to see how it pans out. I'm interested to see any kind of promo from Shinsuke. I, I mean, if his English has improved, I'm guessing it hasn't. So hopefully he can give us something in terms of the a little bit of a verbal exchange that I'm going to guess is fairly limited, if not extremely limited, on the part of Shinsuke, which has always been, I think, a big Achilles heel for his career in WWE, is that he cannot speak English fluently at all. I mean, I, I know the no speak of English was really funny a few years ago. It was hilarious. But outside of that, I mean, he does not i mean that, that's a big piece of your character that he's missing and uh, so anyway i think that it's going to be a fun program that'll last a month i don't think it's going to go beyond uh backlash 
I also don't know if Roman Reigns is going to defend the belts independently or it's as one. I'm going to guess until he has two champ or a single belt that unifies both championships that it is two single championships uh, since it's two separate belts. But maybe the belt creation is lagging behind or it's just since it's a unification match, you'd imagine that unifying means bringing together. It's one championship. That's what I'd imagine. But I will say I also love the tag team championships being unified. That is long overdue. And it's a great, great thing. Do we even have a brand split anymore? We we can't, right? There's no way we have a brand split. There's no way. Now they're bringing in Liv Morgan from Raw for no reason, right? We're having inter, uh, inter-promotional matches on a weekly basis now. When we're told Survivor Series is the only night a year that they go head to head, which is why Corey Graves recently said on a podcast he'd like to face Pat McAfee, but well, I, I can only do it at Survivor Series. Yeah, well, obviously that that's not true. We see it throughout WrestleMania. We see it throughout the Rumble. We see it obviously during Survivor Series. We see it during the year. Belts being unified. Like there, there is no brand split anymore. Just end the brand split. Stop lying to us. They want the brand split when it's convenient. Is what they want. And they don't want it when it's not convenient. So they're having their cake and eating it too is exactly what they're doing. They've given up on the quarterly invitational. They gave up on the wild card rule. They gave up on all of that because they realized it hamstrung them. And they're putting themselves into a box when they feel that the fans don't care and they just want great matches. Well, then stop insulting our intelligence with the brand split. That doesn't really exist. It's a fallacy. It's an, it's an illusion. It's a mirage. All right. I'm going on my rant about that. But at this point, it's just I just I don't even have to say any more about it. But all right. That was a hell of an intro, guys, but thank you for listening to the WWE podcast as many of you have joined us uh, since WrestleMania. I appreciate those of you who are coming on board. A lot of ways you can support the show, of course, is going ad-free on Apple Podcasts, less than a dollar there for a month or $9.99 for the entire year, two months free there. You can go on our website and go ad-free at WWEpodcast.com and you can uh, also get exclusive video there as well as on Patreon.com slash WWE podcast, you can get uh, hundreds of shows ad free for a dollar. Or if you go up in tiers, you get um, the, uh, the the video that's included. And uh, I, I will say that I've been pondering around and I put this out on Twitter about doing an after dark show. Uh, what, what the hell is after dark? Well, what is any other after dark show? It's a much more mature audience, a much more uh, adult themed audience. And what the hell would I talk about? Well, I talk about wrestling. I talk about it maybe a few more four-letter words and maybe a little bit, I guess, aggressively about certain topics. I'm not worrying about my audience, given that it would not be for children or the family. It would be for adult ears only. And also maybe some other topics that are not appropriate for children, okay? Uh, or the, the anybody under 18, I would imagine. So it's something I am thinking about, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll just like slam an episode out one of these nights and uh, put it on Patreon and see what you guys think. So uh, right now it's only going to be on Patreon. Okay. It's exclusive to Patreon. When I do drop the episode, I don't know when I'm going to, I'll see if I can cram in like a, a small chunk of time this week, but I may be doing a after dark show this week for the first episode right on Patreon. And those of you on the website who are VIP will also get this. So it won't be on our free feed. So, I, I mean, I've never done a, a um, I don't think at least, at least in the last several years, I have not done an explicit episode about anything. So it will cover wrestling, but maybe other life topics as well. 
And it seems to be you guys want to hear about that. So, <laughs> hey, let's see what the hell happens. And um, so, oh, also, we have a brand new podcast that dropped yesterday that's done by uh, our good friend over there, Kanye Twitty and Anemian Lion. And they have a podcast. What's it called? Well, it's called WTFW. What the F Wrestling. It's episode one yesterday. It was titled I Am Ezekiel. They went for over an hour and I, I really enjoyed what they had and I'm glad that they're on board here. So go check it out. They'll be dropping an episode every single week towards the end of the week. So I'd encourage you to check that out. One last thing too, if you want to support the show and you love Amazon, go to our website first and click on our link. It's a huge red button in the middle of our page. And if you do any shopping on Amazon, it just kicks back a small percentage of whatever you buy to the show. That's it. Okay. So uh, before we get started, a couple of things about Patreon. Number one, I want to welcome our newest patrons to the show. And if I've already given you a shout out, I've just lost track through WrestleMania season. So you get a double shout out if I've already done it. Uh, Rodney Nickens, Bruce Alter, and uh, John Carrasco, who I know does the the, uh, SmackDown co-hosting with... Uh, with our other co-host Michael Ritter and they do an excellent job and he has also joined us on Patreon so cool deal I'm I'm really uh, glad to have all of you on board and uh, enjoy the ad free stuff right you don't have to deal with all those ads it's a pain in the neck I get it but a man's got to eat so okay well beyond Patreon I do have one email one email that I forgot to read during our mailbag and I promised this person I said look I'm going to answer your email. It's it's not long, guys. I'll answer the email at the beginning of our show on Sunday since I forgot to read the email or rather pass it along to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan this past week. So that is, well, I'll, I'll let you hear his, his entrance music as requested by him. Uh, and then uh, I'll read his email and I will respond. Well, guys, if you didn't figure that out, that is Mr. Den- Dennis McGinley's brand new entrance music. I've never heard that before. I really, I mean, I've never heard that. I'm sure none of you have either. A great new hit. Um, I'll have to see who the artist is. Uh, it's called "I Walk Alone." I know that's the name of it. Uh, so we'll have to see who that artist is. But uh, some fresh hits from Dennis and uh, Mr. Dennis McGinley here. So let's see what he writes and says. He says that give it up for the greatest, the best, and the one that owns this show. You can love me or hate me or not read part of my email, but I will tell the boss, watch if you skip Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. Well, again, I'm, I'll, I'll play the part of them this week. So a, long, uh, a longer, longer forever, the story goes on. Come on, WWE and creative. I'm getting sick week in and week out of Roman and the Usos holding on to the titles. It seems that every match Roman is in, he gets help by his pals and Paul. Why don't we try Roman solo and see if he could do it without help? Yes, I don't even need your answer. Continue on. I believe, I do believe that I got this from Ritter. A young superstar like Austin Theory could become and take the title off of Roman. Uh, This is your all-time heel, Mr. Dennis McGinley. McGinley, uh, crashing the the podcast here. Talk with you next week, Matt and Boss Man. Well, yeah, look, Dennis, thank you for writing in. And the reason I think that we're not going to see Roman in a singles capacity yet 
is because as a heel, you want those people that are the heaters. You want the people that are doing your dirty work for you, that you need the help sometimes to win. And Roman hasn't always needed the help. I mean, look what happened at WrestleMania. He, he beat Brock Lesnar essentially clean. Almost no help. I mean, that. so like Roman Reigns doesn't always need the help, but when he's in dire straits, yeah, they've helped him win, but it's a it's a time honored tradition. It's a tried and true formula that that the, these massive heels have often people behind them to help do their dirty work, which is why you see a lot more heel factions than you do babyface factions because it benefits the heel dynamic more to have the numbers game in your corner rather than the babyfaces that are often outnumbered and you're trying to see them overcome and maybe even the odds trying to find partners themselves. That's the reason. Long story short, it's good for heels to to have help. That's all. I mean, I, I hate to be as simple as that, Dennis, but that that's what it is. So thank you, buddy. I told you I'd read your email and uh, we will talk to you soon. Now, let's get to uh, let's get to SmackDown here a little bit, everybody, and start talking about I'm going to start talk right to the the next move. What's the next move for the bloodline? Now, this was this was advertised on Raw. And that's the only thing that the bloodline said on Raw. I mean, they advertised Roman to come out and you're anticipating somebody at the end of Raw to come out. And, and be a massive opponent. The Rock. Hell, I actually anticipated The Rock possibly to come out. I, I've given up on that narrative until it gets closer to, to WrestleMania again next year. Um, and, and all he did on Raw was just basically promote SmackDown. <laughs> and it, I mean, I would have been pissed if I was in attendance in Dallas, I have to say. But after that, you know, we finally get to SmackDown and he's again the end of SmackDown. His entrance is longer than, the, than actually them in the ring. And he says in so many words that he wants to see two belts on each of the Usos and, and advertises or, or, um, or, or puts out there that he wants to have a tag title unification. And first of all, yes, hell yes. I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. The tag division that is already difficult for Vince to focus on um, with two of them, I think will help now that there's going to be only one tag team championship plus it will um immediately make the tag titles twice as valuable because now you're cutting the number of them in half so i'm 100 on board for this i've been advocating for this as many others have for many 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 months to years about unify the tag belts unify the tag belts and here we are you know this is great this is great news for the tag team titles and yes, I'm cool with the tag team champions being able to float between either brand. It makes sense. That's fine with me too. But uh, let's see here. So that that's that was the big message at the end of SmackDown. But then Shinsuke came out, didn't say a word. And boy, I miss Rick Boogs already. That was a legit injury at WrestleMania, by the way. I was very sad that was a legit injury. It looked like it could have been a fake one because it didn't look super bad, like his knee got bent backwards or something. It just looked like a, he buckled his knee, tore his tendon. Uh, that that's real and he'll be out for several months, which that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. You know, he, he uh, tweeted out that he went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows in a matter of minutes. And I really feel for, uh, for Boogs. I, I have to say, I mean, that is just, that is just some rough stuff. Um, so that said, Shinsuke comes out and didn't say a word, didn't do anything. And Roman says that I know you're out here to just feel the love of the bloodline and gives him a hug. But then the Usos double super kick him and pound on him. And that's that. Uh, but it's implied that Shinsuke Nakamura is the next opponent for Roman Reigns. And 
I'm fine with it. I remember there was a tournament of several months ago, maybe last summer, in which we all believed Shinsuke could be the next contender, and they didn't get to it. I forget who took his spot, but now I'm glad they're getting back to it. And honestly, who else is there besides Shinsuke? And it makes you wonder, too, if Rick Boogs didn't get hurt, we all saw or all, all believe that Rick Boogs and Shinsuke were probably going to win the tag titles. Don't you wonder where would they have gone with Shinsuke and Boogs? Or rather, where would they would have gone with Roman's next opponent if Shinsuke if Boogs didn't get hurt because Shinsuke would be firmly implanted into a tag team and likely have the tag team championship? So you do wonder. You do wonder where things would be. What Who would have been his next opponent? Or was that just kind of a happy accident and Shinsuke landed in WWE's lap? So, again, as I open the show with, I think it's going to be fun. The match will be fun. Uh, people will be getting up behind Shinsuke, as they always have. I mean, it's it's difficult to, to hate Shinsuke as, as he's presently constituted, even though he doesn't say a whole lot. He's just this kind of wacky, zany, but also legit great wrestler. Um, and he has that charisma that you can't, can't manufacture. So it's going to be a fun feud, but ultimately one that all the fans know the outcome of this. I mean, there's just there's nobody on the roster right now. That's a threat. Nobody. Nobody on either roster. Now, you could look at my next topic here and look at Gunther, which I want to say Gunther. Can we just say Gunther and stop trying to be, you know, D-bags about it? It's Gunther. I don't know where we're getting this Gunther. Anybody else annoyed by that pronunciation? I don't know. Um it's, it's something that really gets under my skin. It's Gunther. If you're going to take away Walter, which I love the Walter chance, by the way, and having Pat McAfee try to cover by saying, they're chanting Gunther. No, yeah, they weren't. He knew that, of course. But Walter is a way better name. I didn't see the problem with Walter. I thought it was a very classic name. It's a very, uh, I think, great British name. I have no problem with it. No problem with it, uh, and and he apparently WWE did, <laughs> so it's Gunther. Okay, you will not hear me say Gunther. It's weird. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way for those that are say telling going to tell me I'm saying it wrong. I don't care. Okay, I'm saying it the way it makes it sound less annoying. Okay, all right. So, but uh, Gunther made his debut and. I, I have no problem with it. I If you haven't seen him before, which I'm going to assume a lot of the audience didn't because they didn't have a really a strong reaction one way or the other to Gunther. They just, they, they, they knew they were supposed to boo him. And I'm going to guess maybe like 25% at best have probably seen him wrestle before based on the reaction of like almost no reaction. And he faced Gunther, faced Joe Alonzo, and essentially, it was a squash match. He beat him with a powerbomb. Ludwig Kaiser, uh, who was, I guess, Marcel Barthel with a, with a new name. Both of them made their SmackDown debuts. He introduced Gunther ahead of this uh, ahead of this match. And look, Gunther has just got Walter has got such a great look to him that it makes up for any weaknesses in the ring. Gunther has got a great. Look, I mean, his facials, his his bone structure on his face. He looks like an old school war general, doesn't he? He looks like he's in a history book or, or there's like a portrait. 
painted of him somewhere for being a war hero. He just looks like that. He's got that bone structure and the facials of this old school. It's it's like he's he was re, he's had like a reincarnation from um you know his previous life in the 1800s or something. He's got a great look, such a unique look. And in the ring, he's a monster too. 6'4", 280 or 275, whatever they build him at. Great size, great look. I'm I'm really high on Gunther, big time, or Walter, as we all know him in NXT until his name was changed to zero fanfare. So let me know what you guys think about Gunther. I loved it. I really did. Now, Ronda Rousey opened the show and challenged Charlotte Flair to an I Quit match. She didn't say a whole lot, which I think is a good thing when it comes to Ronda Rousey. I think a few sentences is adequate because, number one, she's... It's now listen to me, guys. Look, I'm going to do a Ronda Rousey impression here. Okay. When she is, she was asked a question. I think it, I don't know who did it. It might've been Kayla Braxton who interviewed Ronda on, uh, on SmackDown. It might not have been, but let's go with that. And she was asking Ronda Rousey, you know, basically what, what's, what's next for her. And, um, yeah, she, it's like, she takes the mic and she does this, ready? Listen, yeah, I, uh, I'm on Rousey. I'm, I'm the I'm the baddest woman on on the planet. And like she she doesn't have any base or confidence in her voice. Like she has to like kind of whisper into the microphone, and then she pulls it away, and then she pulls it back. Like just put the mic up to your effing mouth. I mean, this should be like basics, basics. She doesn't have it, and she, it's not that she was embarrassing or flubbed through the promo. I don't think she did, but just this whole. Uh, the the promo ability of her is is it kills her I think, and, and really the whole baddest woman on the planet label, are we really still going with that? Going with that? How are we still going with that? Uh, with, with what? Based on what? Three five years ago when she was in the UFC dominating until Holly Holm beat beat her, I mean, and then she went to hiding. Like what exactly? What credentials are we using? We should have we should say former baddest woman on the planet because what has she done lately to prove otherwise the answer is nothing you can't use past performance from like five years ago to to uh translate that into current a, a current accurate assessment of this label that's a big label to put on somebody big so I'm not a big fan of that. And I don't know how Ronda Rousey or rather Charlotte Flair after Ronda challenged her to an I quit match didn't say to her, you know, um, Ronda, why would you challenge me to an I quit match? Why would you challenge me for somebody that got beat in the UFC and then quit? Why would you challenge me to a match that would, in fact, promote your weakness? You've already quit before. I never have. Why would she not have touched that? It's low-hanging fruit. Maybe they didn't think of it. Why? I mean, I know Stephanie McMahon used it a number of years ago before her match with uh, with with Ronda Rousey and Triple H when they, they had tag team match with Kurt Angle. I know she used that before, but that's long been forgotten. You can go back to the well on this one. Why doesn't Charlotte pull on that? She's got a few weeks, three weeks or so until the mat, the um, the live, premium live event, which is in uh, on May eighth. But hey, speak to the fact that you, that Ronda is putting together and is promoting a stipulation in which she has shown that it would not benefit her to do so because she's quit before. She quit UFC when she got beat. 
and then went into you know the, the ether. I don't know. I hope Charlotte brings that up. It's a valid point because Ronda has never, or rather Charlotte, I don't believe has ever quit. So I, I mean, I'm fine with it. We all know that this was a likelihood of them having a rematch. I think it's fine. And so we'll move on. Okay. Xavier Woods defeats Bush or Bush. Oh my God. Butch. Or as Pat McAfee said, Pete, and then stopped himself, by the way, referencing Pete Dunn. But Xavier Woods, once again, uh, gets a victory from a, via roll-up. When's the last time Xavier Woods won any with anything other than a small package or a roll-up or a schoolboy or some variation of a roll-up? Somebody give me a match. I'm, I'm, I'm being real. It, I mean, it's been, well, I don't know how many weeks or months. I mean, he had an injury, of course. He's back. But prior to that, do they let Xavier Woods win clean? Without this, these kind of like kind of a little bit of tainted victories with these roll ups, because roll ups are it's a way to give your guy a victory, but it also is kind of like, oh, we caught him like he just caught him at the right time. It's not a real clean victory. So there's an out. It's lazy, cowardly booking in my estimation, but I'm not a big fan of Xavier Woods anyway, so I didn't care too much. But Butch then throws a temp- temper tantrum and he kind of attacked Rich Holland and also Seamus. But they were okay with it. It was weird. Um, I, I didn't hate it. It just kind of like, well, why are they taking this? And, and I don't know. I don't want this team to break up so soon. They just got together. So it just shows that uh, that Butch is a rabid dog as they're trying to promote him. Right? I know, they're trying to say he's rabies or something. Okay, moving on. Raquel Rodriguez. She was the former NXT Women's Champion. And she made her SmackDown debut. Los Lotharios interrupted her. They tried to persuade her into a kiss. She blew them off. And that's that. I don't know what else to make of this. But other than saying that Raquel Rodriguez, or Gonzalez rather. um, No, she was Raquel Gonzalez. She's now Raquel Rodriguez. I want to make that clear. So Raquel Rodriguez seemed very confident on the mic. And she towered over poor Kayla Braxton. Oh, my God. It was like Andre next to, I don't know, mean Gene Okerlund or something. I mean, she was dwarfed by Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> it was crazy. But she seemed very confident on the mic. It didn't feel like she was a call-up. It felt like she just instantly belonged. So that was a great. I know it's short, but it made sense to me. And I like I like the feeling of Raquel Rod- uh, Rodriguez right now, formerly Gonzalez. Okay, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, they had their Happy Talk segment. Corbin told Moss that it was all his fault. He came to the conclusion on his yacht over the weekend, or over the last few days, rather, that Madcap Moss is to blame for the loss to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, and that um, Corbin said Moss, who won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, made the weekend all about him. And then Moss tried to please him with a couple of jokes. Madcap, or rather, uh, Corbin gave him one last chance. And he said, it's, you know, you better make this like your job depends on it. And then Madcap just insulted Corbin and made fun of his shirt. Or I forget what he said about some kind of funeral for something. I can't remember the exact punchline. And they ended up brawling and Madcap Moss came out on top. And the crowd was really behind him here. They were really behind Madcap Moss. And and I think this is going to catch on pretty nicely for Madcap Moss. And their feud together, him feuding with Corbin will be a lot of fun. This is going to be a fun, fun program. 
I just wonder what's going to turn or what's going to if there's going to be any evolution with Mad Cat Moss or if he's just going to continue to tell jokes or if we get more serious or what the case is going to be. But because the whole point of it was making jokes for Corbin. So I don't know if he's just going to make jokes for himself now, but I think it's fine. Mad Cat Moss has got a lot of skill in the ring. He almost broke his neck. Remember uh, with that match? Was it with Drew McIntyre? He nearly broke his neck and we all thought he did. And woof. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm good with that too. I, I really, I enjoyed this as well. Uh, but Drew McIntyre faced Sami Zayn as Sami Zayn was telling Adam Pierce, the next person that walks through this door I want to match with. Well, it's Drew McIntyre. And we didn't really get a finish to this because Sami Zayn ended up running from the ring into the crowd and uh, got counted out. They're telling us next week that there's going to be a rematch. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, I don't I don't foresee there really being a, a true finish again to this one. Perhaps Sami Zayn gets disqualified next time, and it leads to an eventual match between these two at Backlash. And that's where we're going, guys. Uh, so Drew McIntyre continuing to sit in the mid-upper card, and the upper mid-card, rather, and uh, just kind of waller and is that a word float around is a better word and just wait for drew and wait for uh, roman to be free i mean I, I just can't believe we're still waiting on that i would imagine that they know they have this ace in the hole and they're waiting for SummerSlam. that's my that's my guess they're waiting for drew and roman at SummerSlam, and that's fine you got to have your SummerSlam main event set i would have it set right now so okay then came a really good segment and a segment I did not expect to be so good. And that was Lacey Evans who came back in a pre-tape promo and dropped the whole, I'm a snobby, you know, uh, kind of traditional woman, all that, that, that gimmick that didn't really catch on very well. And was just herself. It was awesome. Clearly being brought as a baby, brought back as a baby face. And just for a couple of minutes, two, three minutes, talked about her life and talked about it in a real sense. I didn't sense any fabrication or manipulation on WWE's part to try to get us behind her when it doesn't feel like it's deserve, deserved. And I do think this is deserved. Lacey Evans, For by the way, my God, she's jacked. Um, I mean that in, in a very good way. She's a, an, an incredibly strong physically woman. And talked about her life and how she, you know her her mother her mother's and hers relationship her father uh, her being a marine like all these things and it, it would just it's even though a lot of people can't relate to that exact story they they're still as human beings can relate to some struggles with parents maybe those in the military uh, you have friends or family in the military like all these things. And, and she just came out and it was very emotional. She didn't try to quote unquote cut a promo. It was like she was just talking to us. Amazing, isn't it? We don't try to cut a quote promo. It comes off as a great promo. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a very, very interesting dynamic there. And I think it was very well done. And it, I tweeted this out. I said, Lacey Evans made me feel more in two minutes than she did in like what? Two years or however long she was on the roster whatever. I don't know exactly. But it was a, it was great. I really enjoyed that, and you know, I I am glad they're also bringing her back as a babyface. Lord knows we have enough heels on the roster, and, and you know, like SmackDown, 
if you were going to compare that to the Raw After Mania, the SmackDown After Mania felt much more like an After Mania show than did Raw. And then so there's that. I'm, I'm going to guess because they had a few days to kind of catch their breath and recharge a bit before they pumped out their next show instead of Raw just being, oh, my God, we got to do another show immediately. You know, so. All right, let's move on. Liv Morgan defeats Sasha Banks in, uh, via pinfall. She countered the superplex into a pin. Then Morgan and Rhea challenged Sasha and Naomi for the women's tag titles on Monday. So Monday night, we get a women's tag team title match. I really don't know who's going to win this, honestly. I mean, I would imagine Sasha and Naomi retain, but we'll see. Liv Morgan again, and why the hell she's on Raw, how she was invited, who invited her, why it's okay, all these things that I just laid out at the beginning of the show of how the hell the, the uh, brand split is just so irrelevant and so blatantly violated now that it's not even comedic. It's just sad. So, but that said, I mean, it was a fine match. It was a fine match. And, and Sasha Banks losing was, I mean, it was a bit striking given how the pecking order of the women's division is in terms of how you viewed Sasha over Liv. But Liv could use the victory. I will say that Liv really needs a victory. So that was SmackDown in a nutshell. And, you know, I, I already talked about Raw in my full Raw review, but the biggest thing coming out of it was probably Cody Rhodes' promo at the beginning of, of Raw. And, you know, I'm going to say something right now, not to be controversial for controversial sh- uh, sake, but I was really thinking about this. And I just want to say, off the bat, I have no issue with anybody having a disability. You, know, you probably already know where I'm going with this, given what I just said. I, I have... No disrespect for anybody. I have, you know, I, I would support anybody who has any kind of disability if they're chasing their dream, all that stuff, right? All the squishy stuff that I truly do mean. I mean, I really, if you have any kind of disability, you know, I feel for you. I really do. And I, I hope that you can make the best of your life with it 100%. And I truly do mean that. So those of you that are going to come after me and say, uh, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm you know, a, a cold SOB, whatever, or you, you know, you're a whatever, this and that, fine. You're going to do what you're going to do, but I, I'm just going to say something because it needs to be said. And I'm sure I'm not, I'm definitely not the first person to say this, but it's just a fact. Disability or not, Cody's lisp is extremely distracting. I have to say it takes away from his promos and I understand it's a speech impediment, whatever. Okay. I mean, is it correctable at this point in his life? Even if it is, I don't think he's gonna even gonna do it. Maybe he just looks at it as kind of a a badge of honor since his dad also had one as well. But the lisp, just like Jack uh, Swagger or Jack Hager in AEW, it's distracting. There's no other way about it. I'm not making fun of it. I'm not you know nothing like that. But I'm calling a spade a spade here. As great as Cody Rhodes's promo was, and it was really good. It was emotional. I think it was mostly real, although not all real. I think, uh, all of that. And he gave us a mission statement and he seems reborn and he's an excellent wrestler. All that's very true. But what also is true, his lisp takes away from his promos, regardless of how good his content is, because his lisp is distracting. Sometimes you're more focused on the lisp. I'm like, dude, can you just say a promo without any S's and you'll be good. Right. Um, but obviously it's not going to happen or true or nor should he try. But I'm just stating a fact because I, I just wanted to say that because I, I felt that others probably are thinking the same thing and not in a disrespectful way. I, I can't be clear about that. And if somebody's going to say, well, pointing it out, you know, uh, disrespectful. Why? He's on national television. 
if you're a national star, you put yourself in the public's eye, you should expect appropriate feedback. That's just what happens. And he's getting paid millions of dollars to do what he does. I think he's doing just fine. So, um, but I just wanted to say that that lisp is going to forever be a distraction for me and will for always <laughs> take away. I mean, it's just, it just does. So, uh, but honestly, outside of that, let's see what else big happened on Raw. Um, oh, the whole Ezekiel thing, I think is, <laughs> it's getting a lot of attention. Uh, I mean, maybe he continues his quote unquote program with Kevin Owens. I don't know. Maybe it will. The Miz defeated Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Mir Mahan debuted and attacked the Mysterios. MVP turned on Bobby Lashley. That was a big development on Raw. Queen Zelina attacked Carmella. Another turn. Uh, by the way, Carmella and Corey Graves are on their honeymoon. So the King, Jerry the King Lawler, will be filling in for Corey Graves probably for the next couple of weeks. And Ryan Cabrera and Alexa Bliss, Lexi Kaufman, are now officially married. So they are going to be likely out uh, on their honeymoon for a couple of weeks. So don't expect an Alexa Bliss return, maybe to towards WrestleMania backlash. God, what is going on with her character beyond that? It's amazing. Braun Breaker defeated Dolph Ziggler to become the NXT champion. And Austin Theory and the Usos defeated RK Bro and Finn Balor. And let's see, Edge and Damian Priest ex- explained their new unholy alliance. The Street Profits defeated Alpha Academy. Um, so that's that. And one one thing I will say, I have and, and you know I know people don't like when I compare CBS Sports because they feel I'm using CBS Sports or Bleacher Report or Sports Kita as a crutch because I don't re- well, don't watch the shows. First of all, I do watch the shows, but it's nice to hear others' opinions, especially when they're of the caliber of like CBS Sports. They gave this show an A. Did, did they have somebody from WWE write this review? How can you give them this Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania an A? And th- what they even said was hilarious. I- I'm serious. This is what they said word for word about the Monday Night Raw after Mania show. The, and I quote, the show as a whole was very good with a ton of energy and good momentum from start to finish. What? Were you watching a different Raw after Mania? Did you watch a rerun? What show were you watching? There was not a ton of energy. The crowd was waiting for something to happen. Big. And then they continued and said, that said, no one segment stood out as the defining episode. Well, maybe that's your clue that it wasn't a defining show. It wasn't a true Raw for WrestleMania uh, level show. Yeah, you think? Oh my, how can you give this show an A? I'd give this show like a C plus for a Monday Night Raw anyway. I think I think uh, SmackDown was like a B plus, a full grade better. But jeez, um, I mean that's a joke. Get it together. I mean, I really think that maybe WWE paid them off, or they had somebody from WWE internally write this quick paragraph review and give it a grade of an A. It, there's just no way you can do that. And then you end the show with Roman Reigns just promoting the next show with nobody interrupting and just. That's it. Good night. Bye. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending your money. I mean, it's that's a joke of a review. But anyway, that is uh, that's the weekend review, guys. I know that it's a little shorter than normal. I know sometimes I go close to an hour by myself, but a lot of audio over the last week or so. Uh, I do appreciate everybody who has been uh, contributing 
will, of course, be doing the Raw review on Tuesday. I, I have a guest host lined up. You've heard from him before, a, a familiar voice. Maybe returning to the show, I hope. Fingers crossed. I had to reschedule on him last time. He had to reschedule me on the second time. So third time's a charm. You'll see who it is, hopefully, on Tuesday with the Raw review. Wednesday is the mailbag. Thursday is hopefully NXT and your AEW. Well, no, AEW Weekend Review is now on the weekends. And uh, the WTFW show is going to be on Thursdays as well. So, guys, we have so much content. It's just crazy. If you love wrestling audio, there's no better place to go. Seriously. I mean, fresh daily updates. I know there's a lot of other and much bigger shows than us, but I can, I'd like to challenge any other show that pumps out more content than we do. Uh, they're very few, you know, so, uh, and, and, and one more thing I'll say before I close it out to brag because I can, and it's the only time I'll be able to for a while. There was a point in the last few days where we were ranked number 30, which is the highest we've been ranked in the wrestling category of podcasts in the United States since this show debuted. And first of all, thank you. Second of all, we were ranked just above the new day, above Raven, above Booker T, above Eric Bischoff, above the torch, above the wrestling observer. It was awesome. Okay. So thank you to everybody, at least for the moment. Now we're knocked down to about number 50, which is kind of where we stay, right? We're like 40 to 50, sometimes 60, 70, then bounce back to 50. 50 seems to be our home. So we can claim we're in top 50, which is nice. But I would love to crack the top 20 and top 10. And we can do that with your help. You can support the show by rating and reviewing us, by going to Patreon for a dollar, by going to our website at www.podcast.com, using the Amazon link, going VIP, Apple Podcasts, just a ton of ways, guys. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Tuesday, or rather tomorrow. Anthony DeMarco and I will be doing a uh, a. Uh, kind of probably a WrestleMania wrap up show. I haven't confirmed the topic, um, but also go check out his show wrestling. It's WWE retro. He's rebranded it as WWE retro. He did the uh, black wedding, which was taking place in 1999. I believe where stone cold saved Stephanie McMahon from the black wedding when she was to marry the undertaker. So check that out. Everybody that was dropped a few days ago. And that's it for me, guys. I'll sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.